0: Hello, everybody. You are listening to episode seven of Eliza G Fit Hotter Than Health podcast, a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, overall healthy lifestyles, and most importantly, your morning conference call. And again, for those of you who don't know what that is, just keep listening. You will soon. So I'm Eliza Gelman, and I couldn't be more excited to have you here with me. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. It's my first guest and I'm super excited to have him on. His name is Wesley Knight. You may have heard of him. Um, He was a pro soccer player. He's just a pro at life. Um, He started his movement is what I'm going to call it because website and brand just doesn't give it enough credit. His creating space movement. We were introduced by a mutual friend and he is just killing the game right now. He's just the most motivational, inspiring, uh, charismatic dude that I've met in a really long time and today we're talking a little bit more about um, how to find that drive in life and how once you do find that drive, once you find what you're passionate about, how to really put it into your day-to-day life and make sure that you're getting the most out of yourself and for anyone who is struggling trying to figure out what their passion is or what they are, you know, trying to do and just kind of figuring out life and, you know, getting that Charisma that they want, getting that confidence that they want. This is the guy. He's he's seen it all. He's been through the ups and the downs, and he's really just on this upward slope. And it's it's an amazing thing to watch. And I think you're really gonna enjoy this interview. Um. So without further ado, here is my interview with Wesley Knight.
1: I met you through our friend, mutual friend Morgan, and she mentioned that you know you used to play soccer and you used to do all these things. And I was looking up a little bit about you, of course, and. I kind of can't believe what you've turned everything into. So it looked like you went from like college of Charleston to soccer to not knowing what the heck was going on in your life to using that as fuel to help other people. So I don't know. I mean, it c- kind of sounds like you went from like a very individual sport, individual, I mean, obviously a team, but with individual goals to turning that all into like a coaching a coaching arena. So how did you pivot from being such an individual in, like the soccer arena to, um, to being a coach for other people
2: through a lot of mistakes? Uh, I I feel like, and that's a great question and I get it. I get it pretty often because people don't understand how an athlete could go from the spot of uh, the place of professional athletics where it's very, obviously it's very, Centralized uh, in focus when, when it's me focused, so to speak. Um, and I knew that my career was coming to an end physically, as it does for every athlete. Um, and it was time for me to figure out what was going to happen next because I wasn't going to be the guy who held on to it too long and, and allowed injuries on the back end of his career to, to determine the future. But It's scary. Anytime you're making a pivot or you're making a big change in life, uh, you're walking into the unknown. And I did it sort of willingly. I I got back to playing over a massive knee injury, and there's a story, backstory in that. But during that, during that injury, it it uh, kind of faced me face to face with mental illness, and I I uh, went on a journey, a journey of self discovery, a journey of uh, understanding. anxiety and depression and understanding self and and it and it took me and is continuing every day to take me on a, jo- a journey of self-discovery uh and, and what I'd like to say enlightenment but just more more recognizing who I am uh in it's in my most truest form and how I can bring uh my gifts forward to, to share with the world. So that's taking me on a whirlwind of a of a ride, but but really it all begins. It's just like the book The Alchemist. It all begins to come clear once you start to look, look inside, and start to to ask yourself deeper, me, more meaningful questions.
1: Yeah. So you kind of just learned to question everything. I feel like in just in the past like five or so years, I feel like mindfulness and gratitude and looking inward have all become super you know they've come to the forefront a little bit more like people are more comfortable expressing gratitude and finding it within themselves and you know not just as a trend but i feel like that mental health aspect of just kind of knowing yourself has really um just become more valuable but you know with with that and with where you're going with all of this i mean um if you're just looking at like your website for instance or your instagram it looks like you know you're a motivational speaker, if you will, but then sure. it goes and co- brand creation. So would you say that like your brand is motivating people? So like on a day-to-day basis, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, and, and there's many components of what I'm trying to do and, and it changes, it continues to evolve. So from a personal brand um, I like to mirror my brand and echo my brand from an authentic space and at, at my most honest and most vulnerable core, I'm, I'm just a catalyst and I've always been, I, I've, I've always been an energy Morgan and, and Matt Morris. I love the two of them. They've been around me before, you know, Matt and I were back in ninth and 10th grade, uh, connecting with each other. And I've always, I, I, I've always been a catalyst, just an antagonistic energy that, um, can help pull something out of people, whether it's a smile or uh, a laugh or disgust or even motivational or inspirational energy, something to help people get beyond um, what it is that they're currently facing. That's always been a gift of mine. And uh,
1: Sorry.
2: You're good. You're good. So, so, yeah, that's uh, I, lo- I love that. He's he's feeling the energy right now. Um, if you he can hear me, but yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, it's just a catalytic, catalytic type energy that, that, uh, can help shift and move people out of stuck positions. And I had to figure out how I could build a life, uh, and the emphasis, emphasis there is highly on the word build, how I could build a life where I got to live in my passions, uh, yeah. because I was not going to be happy doing anything else I wanted to live a life built in my passions that was sharing those and those passions with the world to to make it a better place to leave a more positive uh impact on the world
1: Mm -hmm. and I I'm that like I just get so stoked hearing that kind of stuff because I feel like so many people they they have these gifts if you will and they don't they're not allowing themselves to really recognize it within themselves. And with with your gift, okay, for any of our listeners out here like who don't know who you are exactly, let me just kind of paint a picture. So I'm sitting in front – this is for the listeners. So I'm sitting in front of this guy, huge smile on his face, like totally swag, little office. He's got all of his – I don't even know who those athletes are. But you are just a cool, contagious dude. Like the way – speak in your Instagrams and in all over the place, like you're like the rock, like you kind of, captivate <laughs> and, and it's, it's really, really exciting to watch. And it kind of, it's one of those things where you make other people want to be better. And whether that be like, I know people whose strengths are organizing, you know, and that's something that I can't speak to at all. Like I can't explain how to organize a thing. I live off post-its. And then there are some people who, you know, are great at math, some people who are, you know, great at music, all those different things, but uh, they captivate people in different ways. So I just first want to say that, like, it, it is so refreshing to hear someone understand and appreciate their own strengths because it's not like you just got here in one day. Like that took time to really realize what, you know, what lit that fire up inside of you. And I feel like I'm similar in that way where, I get so lit up when I see other people get lit up. That really just, it gets me so high. I love that feeling. It's just lighting people on fire with your own. Great. Um, And like with that, you, you created this entire brand of um, the creating space movement just with your own fire. And you went from saying you had something like 11 downloads on your podcast on your first one to like 35,000. And that's just with your fire. So like, how, how do you on a daily basis keep that fire going? How do you keep stoking that fire
2: wow, just,
1: a, all the time? That's
2: a, that's a great question. And first of all, I'm I'm grateful for that pr- presentation um, to your to your audience. I feel like that's to be called cool. Um, I, I've I've always enjoyed feeling as though I, I always watched people who I thought were cool and wanted. I, I think that we as human beings, we enjoy watching people that um, have a piece uh, of themselves that we recognize. And so even individuals like Matt Miller, rest in peace, like although yeah. I am not a hip hop artist and I do not speak in the same way and, and cannot formulate poetic verses like Mac Miller, I would look at him and just the way he carried himself, I saw a, a slice of me mm-hmm. in Matt Miller, even Will Smith, um, you know, it, and, and it's so amazing to be able to look at people and what you're seeing when you call someone cool is a reflection of, of something that you see in yourself or desire to see in yourself. So just call cool from you is, is amazing. So I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And the, Hey, look, the, the question is this, how do you, how do you live, uh, in, in fired, uh, live fired up and live passionately. And listen, it is such a, a moving target. Passion. And and desire and belief and and uh, contagious energy—all of these positive forms of energy are are a moving target. From day to day, you deal with experiences and with situations and circumstances that like swing swing you from from either side of the pendulum. Right? It's there's 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 the light and the dark energy that exists in the world, and, and it's from the standpoint it is binary, right? Like good vibes or or, or negativity or fear, or the enemy, right? But but also within the world, it's it's so much more conceptual. It's much more great your ability to interpret what is happening to you and to then decide what's happening, how you feel about what's happening to you. So, for instance, that's that's very very esoteric in thought, and it's like very you know, it's it's very woo woo, so, so to of so, you know, <laughs> down to the gr- to the ground. And what yes, that bullet like, point. Yeah, from a bullet point standpoint, for me, my approach to life is really very simple. What are my unique abilities and how do I try when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling my my heart rate rise and cortisol, which is the stress, uh, the, the stress chemical that starts pumping through my veins through time, it's a practice of helping me breathe lower my, my, uh, my, my cognitive dissonance, lower my, uh, my natural response, my fight or flight responses and get back down to a calmer spot and to, to, to make a, a uh, decision to move towards things that, that light me up. So if I can, if I'm feeling shitty, for instance, on a, on a bad day, right? I'm not feeling the juice. I'm not feeling excited. I'm not feeling passionate. I have to simplify what's going on in my life because invariably what's happening is my expect, my life is not meeting my expectation in that moment, all right? So very simply, if my life is not meeting my expectation, then there's going to be dissonance. So mm-hmm. if I disassemble my expectation and I can say, okay, what do I expect my life to be right now? And what is it not meeting? And I can lower that level of expectation and say, Am I okay in the present right now, right? Is there a saber-toothed tiger chasing me? Is there a Tyrannosaurus Rex chasing yeah,
1: you're me? Better Let's
2: sure, I'm safe. I'm all right. I've got money in the bank account, or maybe I don't. Maybe I'm worried how to make rent the next day, which I have been many, 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 many times in my life. I've yeah. been homeless. Like, I've, been, I've been homeless. Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, I was going to say, I want to like, for listeners out there who, who are really in this, Like you say like shitty part of their life and maybe today maybe it's not just an hour maybe they've had months of not being able to get out of this negative momentum which is so much heavier than positive momentum in my opinion like they are waking up every day not wanting to get out of bed not like in a depression but like what is a specific day that you mean you're not meeting your expectation and like what is something physically that, that you do to get out of that? Like, do you take six deep breaths? Do you like go for a walk? Do you turn your phone off? Like I want to, because people are going to want to hear like, you seriously went from down, dark, dark to like up and light and big and grand and gold and fiery. So like, (laughs) I mean, it's from what it looks like. Perception is everything, but still.
2: Listen, I live from day to day in different spots, but Mm -hmm. I have the tools now, which I'll share with tools now to not allow myself to get too high and not allow myself to get too low, to mitigate um, the the polars, so to say. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I use very quickly to, to help you is I, I use uh, chemicals that I know are going to fight depression, right? So mm-hmm. cortisol and adrenaline, those chemicals, it's very, it's very simple. Those mm-hmm. chemicals will raise str- stress. It will raise levels of of, uh, of, of heart rate, uh, and it will make you anxious. There are uh, the loving chemicals, right, that are the opposite, oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine. Those chemicals are the love chemicals, the excitement chemicals, the joy chemicals. You have to learn how to access the love and excitement and the joy chemicals when you're in a place of stress and overwhelm. So for me, movement is the most important. When I'm feeling shitty during the day, when I'm not excited, I drop mm-hmm. everything, and I go outside, and I move. Mm-hmm. And that is the most important thing that I can do in my life, movement. Movement lowers my level of stress. It raises my level of dopamine and serotonin, and it puts me in a state of, I'm not going to say bliss, but it shifts I, my natural state. Which that point was, was low. It shifts me into a better place. When I can get into a more aroused state, then I can, then I become, all of a sudden, I become a, uh, a, a magnet for more positive energy. So I become more open. And then from that place, I can then decide what, where I want to go from there. Because if I'm in a negative mind, mindset, then the decisions that I will attract will be more negative. Just like you said, the darkness is a more dense space. Okay? So in order for me to shift to a lighter space where I can make lighter decisions, I have to follow the lighter energy, right? Mm-hmm. the lighter chemicals. So for everyone who's stuck and you're listening to this and you're thinking in your life, like, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't enjoy where I'm at in my life. You're not going to tackle that big mountain by just running straight up the mountain. It just doesn't look yeah. do like that. You're looking at me who still battles with like the depth of darkness at times, Right? And this is a three-year journey that I've gotten into since the day, uh, almost four years now, since the day that I began uh, my my darkness with, with uh, my first panic attack. So, so movement number one is most important, most most important. Number two, the next thing is recognizing like, and, and this is so cliche, but it's so important. The next one is recognizing like. Small I think that you're grateful for, right? So, and I love that this guy's in the background. I think he's in combo, but like,
1: puppy, sorry. It, but- yeah,
2: listen, the, the, it, and it's very cliche. And this, I know a lot of people have adverse reactions when they when they say, write down what you're grateful for, because it's so important being able to recognize even small things, like my Mophie is fully charged. <laughs> So if my iPhone dies for whatever reason in this hurricane Florence, I've got at least 60% of recharge in my battery. Like I'm grateful, for it. right? You, you know what I'm saying? That gives me, that gives me so much more room to breathe little things like that.
1: Like and then the next,
2: it, and, but, the, but the most important part of that is saying those out loud. It's not, for me, it's not writing them down for me. Once it once comes from your mind and it goes across your, your, your lips, uh, and you put it into the universe, it becomes real to you. You can feel it. You can conceptualize it. It's now tangible. So yeah. it's very simple for me. It's about shifting movement to shift to a, a lighter state, then recognizing what I'm grateful for. And then the, la- the very last one is action. So then from there, you know what fires me up? What fires me up is turning on Instagram story and putting a message out, living yeah. in my gift. And then from there, all of a sudden, I've ignited a fire because I've moved myself from darkness. I've felt the darkness. I've now shifted myself and raised my heart rate with great, happy, lighter chemicals. Then I've actually said what I'm grateful for, recognized it, become conscious of it. Then I went and did my gift. Okay. Mm -hmm. My gift is to speak, motivate, to antagonize, uh, and to, to, to add value. So, um, to coach. Yeah. So great question.
1: Because there's a, I think there's a huge difference between being like, maybe a, a manager and being a coach. And I think that it's cool that you're not trying to micromanage every aspect. You know what works for you to build your own mm-hmm. foundation, and that's all you can do to help build someone else. Because you're like coaching a team is way different than like anyone can put people in, anyone can delegate really, but not many people can really speak to each individual. And and I think you've really found a way to. Put your story um, into words that can resonate with everyone. Because you're right; like it's a day to day struggle, not just staying happy, but like just staying out of the dark. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to get through it.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, it was you've created this like foundation, which I think Mm. is kind of what you're growing off of. Is just your gift and figuring out a way to spread that like wildfire. Um, But. I, I mean, I don't even think we've gotten into this. I have a million thousand questions I haven't even asked you, but I just want to get – I want to do my best to try and get to, like, what you're actually doing, how you've created, like, a business out of this. Because sure. tell you, like, I used to work a 9-to-5 in Arizona. Loved it so much, but it just, you know, was getting to the point where it wasn't for me. Um, couldn't be at a desk anymore. It wasn't lighting my fire. Um, decided to go into the fitness industry where I just, like – I. It, it, it give me that high where I loved watching people just kick their own ass. It was awesome. Just, they sure. they, I wanted people to realize they didn't need me, and that's you know I think where your message comes in is you've built this foundation and now you've turned it into a business. So yeah. or well, you've created a movement. I don't want to say business. That sounds trivial. So you've created this move and. I'm, I'm, you know, I saw on your website that you have all these different, um, steps people can take all these different little seminars type of things. So like, what are you doing with the creating space movement and to, um, how are you getting it out there on this huge platform, this podcast, Instagram website, all that good stuff?
2: So, how do I monetize the business? It's a great question, and it's and it's what a lot of people want to know. Very, very, very openly, everyone wants to know how to make money in the online space these days because they see a lot of people acting as if they're making it online, and uh, they, they want to. They want people to open up the. Video. So that was the biggest journey that I that I went on thus far outside of the mental illness, right? So it's like mental illness forces me to. Crack open spiritually. Now I got to figure out what my gifts are, who I am, what I want to do in the world. Then I go and I jump from my coaching job after I retired professionally, and I start with a podcast. And I very, um, I guess I very, uh, uh, what's the the right word for it? I was I was just ignorant, you know. I was um, I was ignorant in in what it would take to actually monetize something. And I thought I'd be able to monetize podcast pretty quickly through advertisements. Uh, And it just didn't work that way. And it was the first test to see if I wanted to still keep going in this direction. Do I really want it? So the universe was asking me, hey, this is what you say you want. Are you sure you still want this? Because here's test number one. And so I struggled for a while trying to figure out how to position the podcast to where I could make money out of it. And I could be comfortable because I was watching guys like John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, Lewis, right? The School of Greatness. I was watching these guys who were monetizing their brand and they were seemingly doing pretty well. And I'm thinking if these guys can do it, like I can for sure reverse engineer their process. And I got to the reality of what it actually takes in online marketing mm-hmm. to monetize. And I realized that it's, it is, it, there's a lot of work involved in it. And especially as a solo entrepreneur, where there's, there's not many individuals on uh, there to help you, you've got to learn how to wear many hats. So from then, I started to recognize email marketing. I started to recognize how to build tools that people, that added value to people's life, that helped them. I recognized that you needed to build a community of people that trusted you. And then you needed to build, uh, you know, online info products that they would be willing to purchase, that you knew that if you created, they would want. And so it took me on this journey of figuring out, what exactly I wanted to create and how to communicate that to people in the way that they would trust me and they would want to purchase what it was that I was creating for them. So, so at that point, I like recognized that I built the podcast basically on the back of Instagram. I started teaching people how to build uh, a, a movement on Instagram, how to build a personal brand. Uh, and then from there, it took me learning how to face, do face, run Facebook ads so I could yeah. drive paid traffic to all of my info products. And I started to engage with the next level that the universe had had pushed me into. Okay, mm-hmm. so I needed to learn new tools, new skills. I needed to educate myself. And the universe kept asking me, do you love it this much? Are you this passionate about it? Because this is the work that you're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. And it takes work for all of you out there Uh, When you when you jump to the next arena, no matter where you are, if you want to build an online business or you want to, you know, shift from a corporate job into the fitness industry, it's going to take work to build the tools and the skills to to survive first and then work up the Maslow's list of hierarchy and then thrive, go from survival to thrive to thrive mode. And so. I recognized very quickly that the online game that everyone was playing, building these tools and these tips and, and six tips to do this and yeah. Instagram following there, I recognized that's not really what I want to do. That's, yeah. I'm not necessarily passionate about that. Where do I really want to, to make the, the, in my impact, my specific uh, imprint in the world? So I had to step back and I stopped doing the podcast for a while because I was, uh, I was burnt out. And yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I felt like I was like selling and trying to monetize my fan base. And I didn't really, it didn't feel good doing that. So I stopped and asked myself the question like, if not this, what? And I chewed on that, Lisa, for months. I don't know what I want to do next. I'm not sure. But I know that the podcast is I'm not enjoying it. I know that all of the online marketing right now, I'm not enjoying it. It's like, it, it, I, I'm having to pull it out of me, and that's when I know I'm not in alignment. So one day, I was asking the universe, right? Asking God, Allah, whatever you want to call it. I'm asking the forces of the universe, like, I'm open. Just allow something to drop into my heart that I can be fired up about again, because I am not useful to this universe when I am not in alignment and I am not my highest virtue. And uh, this was probably three months later uh and about four weeks ago Elisa, and you'll be one of the first ones to know about this i um I, I, I picked up a pen, and it was like it was as though something the higher powers took this pen and they started to write and i, I was in fully control but like it was f- full stream of consciousness mm-hmm. and out dropped this idea and the idea was i want to help pro athletes prepare themselves for the transition they're going to have to face because there was no one helping me when I yeah. was there. And what I would have loved was for someone to come and say, hey Wes, would you like to start selling something online and start to build a brand and a business around your brand so that you can start being involved in more business conversation while you're a player? So when you transition from sport, you mm-hmm. already have the tools and the skills to mm-hmm. take that business. And put forward, and I thought, Jesus, this doesn 't exist anywhere and it was a very step by step very um, in my in, in, in my thoughts a very uh, i 'll I'll say it brilliant idea and it and it was very easy to communicate to to athletes so I said before i before I go and shift my entire brand in my entire direction, let me pitch this to ten athletes and if and if even if only 50% like it, I've got to scratch it. So what I did is I went out and I went to, uh, I went to 10 different apps and I pitched. At least I was 10 for 10. I immediately had 10 people yes. that I knew were ready. And from there, the next, the next phase of creating space was born. And I, I, I hear you have a question, so let's, let's roll with it.
1: No, no, I don't. I'm, I'm totally listening. I'm, I'm like enthralled. I promise you. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, go ahead. so here, here's what I want to say as a cliffhanger for right now, what you think it's going to look like when you begin guys, for those of you listening, you think it's going to be one way. And it's until you're open to the way the universe is go, is like wanting you to go and you start listening and feeling and becoming in tune and aware and in vibrational alignment it's until you you humble yourself to that space that the uh, the next idea will drop into you it's the next intuitive idea so I was closed I was trying to go in the direction that other people were going and I wasn't I wasn't once again what started me on the podcast was the original intuitive idea of this is who I am I'm a I'm an inspiration and a and I'm a and I'm a unique energy let's go that and then I got out of alignment focusing on something else and it wasn't until the universe was like hey are you ready to, to like co-create with us now or you want to keep doing it on your own so it wasn't until I got humbled again and I sat get, went and I stopped thinking I could sit in the driver's seat and I'm back to the passenger seat that the forces of the universe were like well, what about this and immediately I knew when this idea dropped in excitement, arousal. I was like, Oh, whoa, this is dope. You mean I can get, I can get on the phone with, and I can't tell you the athletes that I've been on the phone with in the last, they're high profile athletes. And all of a sudden it's like moving and it's moving so much easier than I would have imagined. And it's like, these athletes are starting to tell their buddies and now athletes are reaching out to me and I have this system in place ready to serve these athletes. From a space of, hey, let's get you some merch let's teach you how to bring it to your community, and offer it up. Let's connect it to a charity so that you all of a sudden can help build your brand, build your image, and build a business.
1: Like teaching them to have that conversation when their whole life is wrapped around their one position right now, that yes. is so sustainable. If, if you're going linear this entire way, but you know there's going to be a hard stop. I feel like that's motivating by fear almost. It's like, you know, that's not going to keep going. So you have to find this way to, to use everything in your brain, everything that you've known for the past 10, 20 years and, and get it out there. And that's what you're doing. Like that is unreal. I mean,
2: so I, listen, I appreciate that, but, but (laughs) at the end of the day, I I don't know if this next idea is going to be successful. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. I know that I, str- I have struggled, Aliza, through darkness, through every stage since retiring from pro soccer because I've struggled to find that high again and recreate that high. How do you recreate 30,000 people screaming because you set up a goal uh, against an, a rival, right? How do, you, how do you replicate the feeling of being in a nightclub and people coming up wanting your autograph? This is what athletes struggle with. It's so hard to recreate that experience and that feeling. How do you recreate having 25 of your best friends around you every day? How do you recreate that? It's tough. It's so hard for these athletes and soldiers to come out of this environment where they have everything around them for them to succeed. They have a team of, of coaches that help them focus on their positions, their nutrition, their performance, their strength and conditioning. They have teams that tell them where to be, what to wear, what time to get there, everything. They, they, they are catered to. So when mm-hmm. you take an athlete and a soldier out of that structure and you place them into the world to operate on their own, there is cognitive dissonance. There is struggle. There is um, it's like it's trauma. It, it's trauma. It's massive trauma. And that is why you see athletes um, with domestic d- domestic violence. That's why you see athletes going through depression and and anxiety. They don't know what to do They're without passion and purpose. They
1: don't.
2: So what I want to provide and what the creating space movement in its next evolution is the team after the team. So it's a team of business coaches and branding. It's a branding agency with business coaching and consulting to help these athletes build their brand image, build their business and prepare for life after sport. But that they walk off, uh, they can walk off that platform confidently into the next platform, and mm-hmm. they can move forward confidently. So um, that's where we're headed. And I've literally told zero people that you'll be the first person that understands that. I fly October second to uh, Flint, Michigan, to um, stand in front of five venture capitalists who Ooh, potentially will uh, potentially be offering up a percentage of of creating space, moving to have a a team of much, much more intelligent businessmen than myself and women than myself to help guide me along this next venture.
1: That is so exciting. And it's, it's great that like that progress, and it it will continue to not be this way, but not linear at all. And I love, I love that. And I think that if you look big picture, anyone who's been successful, the only thing that they really, really have is big picture. Like every single day you're going to have those struggles, weeks, months. This might be the hardest shit you've ever done in your whole life. And you don't even know it yet, but it could be the most rewarding because it sounds like this is just something that you, it sounds like you painted the picture for how this should look because you've lived it. But you know, it's, it's obviously up to other people. You can only do so much, but I feel like using that, the gift that you're talking about, I feel like it's going to, People need that so transition. I have, a,
2: I, have a, I have sticky notes everywhere here. <laughs> everywhere on my, on my television. So that was interesting. When you, the I sticky, live- note, sticky note that I just wrote uh, that sits here on my TV is you coming back for them. Which means I'm, I want to play the position as the individual that will come provide what I wish I'd have had. Mm-hmm. To help mitigate that struggle. Um, but to tell everyone else. Here's an example. YouTube guys, YouTube started as a dating site. What? YouTube was a dating site in its first version, okay? It was like the world's first uh, video dating site, okay? Go look the story up and from there they pivoted and micro pivoted so many different times until one day Google knocked at their door and said, we'd like to purchase you, right? it is never gonna look like what you initially begin, to, to mm-hmm. the initial vision. You have to be open to co-create with the universe to build not what you want, but what the universe is helping guide you to create with you, mm-hmm. right? Because there's that omniscient understanding of like who you are and where you can go, and it's up to you to recognize who you are, to be in tune with who you are, and then to ask from an authentic space, from the universe, guide me here. What do you think? Where where should I go? And you're gonna have to deal with uh, the fear. You're gonna have to deal with the struggle. Everyone that 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 enters the hero's journey has to meet, like the dragon and the demon. You have to slay that. You have to at some point be David and fight Goliath. Yeah. And everyone's gonna go through that battle, and and um, and building the tools along the way to help fight that battle is the journey.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This, like, I, I, there's something in me that just wants to, like, slam my computer shut, run outside really quick, and, like, <laughs> Go, go get just like a canvas and start writing all this shit down because it's so inspiring. But that's really like how it happens. I mean, you have to create this tabula rasa, this total blank slate mm. to be able to accept anything that's coming into you. Like if you just have this empty glass of something that you can't like, you can't help fill anyone else up if yours is empty. And so it's just right. get foundation when you can, you can help other people. And I, you know, I don't know how much time you set aside. I don't want to keep you much longer. I know, you, but I, you know, this is-
2: I've, I've got lots of time for you. i always remember though, like it's so important that energy that you have, that excitement that you have, that's when you're in your most creative space. So it's always important to, to, to optimize that, 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 uh, like metaphysical vibration that you're in. When you feel inspired, do what you feel inspired to do. If you feel inspired to write, go and do that. But along the way, uh, And, and, and it's, it's so good for, um, for everyone to understand, like the biggest gift that you can do with the world is when you have that excitement is to share that is to pass that excitement on because energy transfers, right? People match and they mirror you. So when you walk in excited, you're going to excite someone else. And I think it's Marianne Williams that says, uh, and I'm going to slay this quote, but I think it's, um. You know, the light in you inspires me to show the light in you. It's something around those lines. Love uh, in me
1: recognizes the light and love in you.
2: Boom. That That's exactly it. And it's, it's when you're in that space, it is about being willing to pass the ball. Pass the ball. Pass the ball of energy. Give it to someone else. Because people, people are hurting. People are tired. People are, are, are thirsty for more. And they're thirsty for help. And you can when you can live in an inspired place and you can uh, gift that, you're going to make change in the world. Even if it's small, those ripple effects will eventually come back to you. Um, and lastly, like so important to, to remember, for those of you that might be in a place where you know you're unhappy, but you don't know what to do yet, you, you gotta remember that you will continue to accept what you're willing to accept. And like average, uh, it is the slowest asphyxiator. It will over time, slowly take your passion, your desire, your happiness away. And it's not until you put your feet in the dirt and, and you make a stance and you say, no more. Like literally, I'm not, I'm not going to live a life like this any longer. It's not until you make that decision, life's going to change. So as scary as that might sound, if you reframe it, it should be empowering, right? Yep. Like, I would rather eat ramen noodle and, and spaghettios and one dollar uh, Cheerios in the morning and at lunchtime, and spend five dollars a week on rice and beans, and, and, and struggle just to pay my rent and keep my lights on, than show up to a job every day that I fucking hate. And I can't stand and I'm miserable. I would rather live in dire conditions and figure it out under candlelight than walk into a job or surrounded by a bunch of people who are not aligned, who talk about each other, who are uh, aligned with negative energy, who have terrible habits, who are overweight. And not to say all you know, negative environments are like that and not all jobs are like that. But I'm, yeah. you have to be willing to go so far the other direction to live for what you truly want to experience. And, and and it's not until you get to that place that your life is really going to change.
1: You are so speaking my language. It's on everything that you just said. And I know that a lot of other people listening can relate to this, but like when I told you earlier, like I used to work a nine to five job, everyone there were my best friends surrounded by a great team. It was awesome, like totally motivating, but just not for me. And I had to no joke in one month, take a like 60k pay cut move across the country in my prius had to like take care of my family move across the country like do all of these things that i was terrified to do had zero income zero nothing like going off of savings paying two rents at one time saying holy shit i don't know what i'm going to do but like having this facade of energy knowing that like okay if i i'm scared right now and i am scared to wake up in the morning, but I know that this is my low. Like I have, there is only up from here because that's my, I wasn't giving myself an option. Like don't give yourself an option. And I remember when I left my job, I was saying goodbye to all these people. And I wrote all these notes on their things. Cause they, had- they were sharing all these passions with me. All these people around me were like, I want to go travel. I want to go do this. I want to be a no- doctor. I want to do these things. And I'm like, you're sitting here at your desk and you're on Buzzfeed. What do you do? Like, Use your hours use your time use your energy use what you love and I wrote notes on a couple of people's desks And I said go get scared and then I left I said go get scared
2: This is why this is why you will succeed this is why you will succeed you're willing to put yourself in that And this is why you will motivate people and inspire them to do the same in their own way So you will succeed it will happen but it will, it will not be easy um, and you will, find, uh, out, you will find more and more crooks and crevices uh, and cracks inside of you that will be scary to look at. You will meet fear in all, in all of its faces and you'll learn how to deal with that at all times mm-hmm. and, and your willingness to suffer. And your willingness to, to really fight for what you know, you, you are worth and what you deserve is the reason alone that you will fail. Listen, I have interviewed hundreds of people I've sat across when I went up to Flint, Michigan, I've sat across from a billionaire and let me read you what the billionaire. Yeah, please. Five. I asked him for five tips. I never thought in my life I'd sit in front of a billionaire and let me, like they put their shoes on just like everyone else, just like Michael yeah. Jordan, right? There's no difference, but there mm-hmm. is. And let me show you the difference in mindset of what it was. So, um, let's see.
1: I mean, yeah. I feel free, you know, here we go. Think-
2: Phil Hagerman is the name of the billionaire. E R M A N. He built a billion dollar, um, uh, pharmaceutical sales company. And he sold it with a lot, at, at a great time. So he's done well. Now he's a philanthropist and is helping other people build, build businesses by investing in them as a venture capitalist. So I said, Phil, give me four of the most important things uh, if I could reverse engineer this. Number one, there has to be belief and you have to balance that belief uh, for, with your ego. He said confidence Uh, is the most important to move things forward for whatever it takes. You have to have belief. You have to have uh, uh, confidence, but you must balance your ego because the ego can move you forward. It can also destroy everything that you create. Number two, he realized the, the one thing he remembers is he realized how smart other people were. And he, he, he said, even though along the way he met so many people that were so much more intelligent than him, he was relentless. He never gave up. He was like a lion that bit a, uh, a gazelle on the on the neck. He said he would not let go. And he, and, and he clenched and he clawed for, for all it was worth until the gazelle fell. Um, he said he was always willing to carry the weight of the project. He didn't put the weight and the stress and the sleepless nights on his team. He, as a leader, carried the weight. Okay, Rel- number two, be relentless and be willing to carry the weight or to walk in the darkness like you're doing elite. Number three, he said Warren Buffett didn't make his first billion until he turned 60. He said the most money he's made in his life have come within the last four years. It's, wow. it's a body of work. It's not what you do in one year. It's what you do with the body of work. Have patience. Move intentionally. Number three, have patience. Move intentionally. Number four, he goes back to number one. You must balance the ego. Surround yourself with good people. Put smarter people around you. If you are if you are afraid to be the dumbest person in the room, you will fail. Oh my God! Oh, oh, love being the dumbest person in the room. I'm like, you give me all. Be, yeah, you, you must be willing to be the dumbest person in the room and to always learn. So, for those of you out there, book you recommended, Carol Dweck, Mindset. Okay, it teaches you how to move. It identifies what the difference is between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And as a spoiler, those that succeed in life are those that engage with their mistakes from a learner's mindset, uh, the, the, those have growth mindsets and those that lose are people that are afraid to make mistakes because they don't want to uh, look inferior. They have a too large or an inflated ego. And, and, uh, and, and His last one, which was a bonus, he said, uh, above all else, keep the end goal in your mind. So that, that is hyper-focus, that is the overall vision even if at the beginning is, "I just want to be happy if that mission, if that's your goal, I just want to feel happy again." Once that goal, once you reach that, once you feel equanimity, or you feel balanced, and you feel happier, more consistently, then we recreate the next goal, right? Then we begin to move there until we obtain it in some way. And then you recreate the next goal, and you keep building this body of work, right? And very simply, from a billionaire's mouth. It's the most relentless, the more that you continue to chase and chase and work and rest when you need to rest and then work and chase and, and, and rest when you need to rest. <laughs> Those are the ones that obtain their visions in the end. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh, so I yeah. love- <laughs> I love- sorry, God. Yeah. Ba- based on what I hear about from you and your journey, Elisa, you're, you're on the right path. You're on the right path.
1: Well, thanks. I love, I mean, that means a lot, especially coming from you. I mean, it's, it's been great to, I only, I I was actually only introduced to you like a month and a half ago. But as soon as I was, I was like, I'm emailing this guy. He comes from Charlotte. Um, Like, I know that you come from Good Roots. So um, you kind of exude this just energy where people are are comfortable being around you, not just inspired. And that, I think um, that creates a really well-rounded being. Um, But I can wrap it up with you. I've, I'm, I'm so, I'm like writing everything down. I know I'm going to have to listen to this podcast with pen and paper again, a few different times, get all these names, get all these um, quick little tips. I've got post-its all over the place right now, like (laughs) with all these um, scribbles, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate all this. This has been invaluable. So happy to know you. So happy to you know see you on this amazing journey. And I'm so excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah. I'm going to hang up. I can't wait. I hope to have you on the podcast again. You're my first interview. Um, but I wanted you to, before we signed off with everything, wanted you to pimp yourself out, tell everyone where they can find you about your website. And then um, one quick like measurable action for someone who is listening to this podcast. Let's just say their name is, you know, Cam, um, only because the Panthers play at one. <laughs> but they, let's just say, you know, Cam is listening. Cam needs some measurable advice. What is one mindset tip? And then what is one uh, day-to-day tip that they could implement starting today to help them, you know, find that fire, find that fuel to feed their fire?
2: Okay, uh, great questions. Um, number one, a, a call to action: take a screenshot. If you're listening on the podcast right now, you're listening on the mobile device. Just take a screenshot of this. If you're driving, obviously, wait till you get to a to a good spot. But if you're just walking through your day or you're exercising right now and you have felt um, inspired or felt something, if you, if you agree? Would love for you to just screenshot this and tag me uh, and Eliza on, on Instagram. Let us know that you uh, that you've listened and that you enjoyed the conversation. You can find me there at Wesley T Knight K N I G T. Um, so just tag the both of us. Let us know that you listened and, and you enjoy the convo. Um, number two, sh- shameless plug. Anyways, um, <laughs> two the the thing that I would say the one mindset shift that I would I would um, that I would say to you right now is make the decision literally just make the decision you know what the decision is just just make it um, and it's so cliché but everything is everything you desire is on the other side of like that decision so don't don't waste your life uh, any longer don't waste your life any longer it is so much more fun creating than it is uh victim um, so take control make the decision uh and i say that with all seriousness fucking make it man like it's times two value and then number two um move every day like move your body move yourself um and and then from there you will feel more inspired and then educate keep learning keep develop move and educate move and educate in that space you'll get to a place where uh you'll feel ready um to to teach and to give and to be of service so take care of yourself first Move yourself, educate yourself what, what is what does Bob Marley say lively yourself right, and then um, move to a space where you can then teach inspire others and educate others. Um, those would be my two suggestions
1: those are amazing. well uh, make the decision and movement, and so with that i'm I'm literally i I know you can't see me on this video i'm on my like pigeon on this seat, so excited like gonna bounce here. i'm gonna sprint to the gym before this game um i I get all my best work done is when i'm like incline walking on the treadmill to warm up it's the best um it's the best but thank you so much for being here wesley you are a dream and i couldn't be more stoked to know you and excited to see where you go um I will share this on Instagram with everybody. I'll send a little bit more information about Wesley. Um, Feel free to send over any questions you may have for him. I will feed them directly to him. Um, Be on the lookout for all that's to come on his social media at Wesley T. Knight and look up the Creating Space Movement on creatingspacemovement.com. That's it, right?
2: Yeah, well done.
1: Um, Well, this is Eliza G Fitness Hotter Than Health podcast. Be on the lookout for this episode coming on Tuesday and for the next with um, another potential interview next Tuesday. All right, everyone enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Stay safe in the hurricane and uh, yeah, keep listening. Have a good one.